the human mind steps aside, giving way to new realms and reality alternatives. Welcome to the Alt Series. Welcome back. We're here for the shout for the channel with Jeffrey Hoppy. He's getting ready for Adamus. So with that, this is that perfect time for all of us, no matter where you are, to do that conscious breathing. So take that good deep breath, feeling into all that you are. Take that good deep breath. Breathe presence. Let it flow. Let it be. Take that good deep breath. It's that breath of life. Tells your body you're alive. Breathing from your body, your soul, the master, all that you are. Take that good deep breath and choose the safe space. Simply a matter of choice. Breathe and flow. Breathe with allowing. Always with allowing. Allowing for the highest potentials for each of us. Take that good deep breath, breathing in the energies of Adamus. He's here for us. Breathe for you. I believe I've seen a ghost And I don't know who it is It just follows me around Pretending to exist I've never related more To anything or anyone before I can't explain it I see longing in its eyes I can't quite put my finger on it There's just something about its face that makes me sad It's as much afraid as it's haunted I've never related more To anything or anyone before I can't explain it Politely asked, are you real? It said here, let me prove it It placed its hand in my hand Neither one of us could feel it Don't kill the messenger you're alive, quit acting like you're dead Like a mirror that spoke so clear 
I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Welcome to Shout 8 of the Alt Series. I'm just taking a moment here to connect with each and every one of you. Everybody watching in right now at this time, everybody watching in later on, well, it could be years and years from now, but we're still all in the same point of presence, the same moment. I'm going to take a moment to breathe you in, and I ask you to do the same. Breathe me in as we join together. Ah, so much to talk about today. But let's take this beautiful, sacred moment just to join together. I want to talk for a moment about realm workers. Well, realm workers, the ones who have been working off in the other realms, creating the balance for what was needed for Heaven's Cross, for the Apocalypse to occur. So many of you dove deep into mass consciousness in the other realms. And there were other things as well, but mass consciousness was one of the places that you went to shine a light. It needed it. You know, mass consciousness isn't really just here on, on this physical planet Earth. As a matter of fact, really, any thoughts, any thoughts that you have in your mind, they're not really here as in your brain. Your, your brain, your mind does not store a bunch of thoughts. Uh, it couldn't possibly. They're in another realm, but you have access to them. Your mind is constantly connecting. It's a very close-by realm, of course. But that's where mass consciousness occurs. It's like um, oh, a cloud that surrounds Earth, but not on the Earth exactly. And so, so many of you went there, into mass consciousness, deep in it, because as much as the ones who were here on Earth were shining their lights for, for this planet, the realm workers were there shining their light. And typical of Chambra, wanting to do it full on, wanting to do it uh, with total passion. You not only went into mass consciousness, but you took it on as your own thoughts. Your own thoughts. This was perhaps one of the hardest things, because then you took it within yourself, even though it wasn't yours. You took it within yourself. You believed that these things were yours. You lived it. You dreamt it. You slept it. You ate it like it was yours. All so you could shine your light into this other realm of mass consciousness. It was heroic. It was passionate. And it made an effect. That's why the apocalypse occurred, the beginning of it occurred on March 22nd, just uh, what, six short weeks ago. And here we are now, the realm workers returning back. And 
also to give credit, due credit, for the ones who stayed on Earth, stayed fully conscious doing the work here. For There was a lot that had to be done here. Everybody who's working with helping out Crimson Circle, other humans that are bringing consciousness to the planet uh, in an everyday, grounded way. There's a tremendous amount of work. And now that work has come to an end. The Realm Workers are returning back home. It's time to acknowledge what you've been doing. And the interesting thing is so many of you don't really know or remember what you were doing. You, you hear this term Realm Worker, you hear the, the attributes of the Realm Worker here on the planet, the fact that you led relatively quiet lives, very internal lives, the fact that you were so tired so often, and the fact that when you tried to make sense of things, they just didn't seem to make sense. Uh, even though you have good minds, realm workers and Shambra in general tend to have very good minds. So you returned here wondering, what the hell have you done? It resonates with you. You can feel it, but you're still wondering, what did you do? And probably as well, what's the impact of it? What's the result of all this work that you did? The apocalypse, it, it occurred, but what's changing on the planet right now? This is the quiet time, the quiet time where you return back where you literally and figuratively can hang up your wings, where the wings can be taken off now, representing the realm work that you did, where you can take off the wings, hang them up, and take a good deep breath and relax into everything that you've been doing. You spent a good deal of this lifetime partly here you know, in a human body with, with your human thoughts and your daily activities, but so much of you was in the other realms. And now you come back here. You hang up your wings. And it's a quiet time. It's a quiet time because so much deep internal work is being done. The, it's, a, it's a recalibration of so many different things at a deep level within you. It's a quiet time because the light now, the very light that you've been helping to make more accessible, it starts coming in. But it doesn't come in and hit you in the face. No, it comes in and starts working at the atomic level, the subatomic level. It starts working with your DNA. It starts working with what you'd call your light body at such deep levels right now. It has to. It has to absorb in. Uh, it's, it wasn't that uh, the apocalypse on March 22nd that suddenly it was going to slap you upside the head, although some of you probably wanted that. No, it's deep work, quiet work. Right now, right now is the time to honor the quiet time. Your body and your mind are going through a lot of adjustments. You have a lot of questions about what you were doing, what you should be doing right now. And I, I want to address that. There's nothing right now that you should be doing. The work is done. For all of you, whether you are a realm worker or whether you are an earth worker, with the exception of Caldera and Linda and the Crimson Circle staff, you still have work to do. But for the rest of you, the work, the hard work is, is over with and done. And it creates kind of a strange sensation, a, a void. Uh, what am I supposed to do now? Nothing except let your light shine. Nothing except taking care of yourself and enjoying your life. But as I said, this, this 
light that is now coming in in a very different way for you is working at a deep level. And Calder asked me uh, every day, probably every hour of every day, when are you going to see the effects of it? When, when is it going to be noticeable? I don't want to pin an exact date on it because you know how humans are, then they're going to mark it on the calendar. And, but uh, I'll give you a little heads up. It's about a three-month process. As you return back from the realm work, as you come back to the planet, about three months for a real deep level level of absorption to begin into your own life. During that time, you're going to feel you're going to feel sleepy at times. You're going to feel some of the body aches and pains because your body is going through an accelerated process right now into the light body. You're going to feel more than anything, a need to want to do something because you've been so busy doing something, doing some work, and now it's like, what's next? Uh, there's not a next in terms of hard work, and, and that should be a relief. It should make you smile. There's no new assignments. The work has been done. Let's not create new work where no work is actually needed. You and the others, you did what you came here to do. So now it's time just to relax into your realization. It's not a time right now, again, to be making any big decisions. Right now is that quiet time, the reflective time. If you're going to do anything, feel into this whole realm work that you were doing on the other side. Now, a lot of you are going to look for like a mental answer. Uh, you want to see a picture. What was it like to be floating around in the clouds with the others? And you know, were you doing the realm work? Did you have a rake and a hoe and a shovel? Uh, no, it wasn't like that. You were you were there to shine a light. That's it. Now we we use the symbol of the angel wings, which again you see are hung up intentionally. The angel wings over here to remind you it's time to hang those up. Time to put them aside. There's no more work to do. You've done it. Now is just uh, the time, once again, to light up. Calder likes that. Light up. Uh, shine your light. And let all these things start working in and really um, grounding at, at a very deep level within you. It's also the time right now where this part of your mind that was dormant for so very long, the part that could connect into the other realms, is starting to open up. As it does, you'll start remembering more about the work that you did. But again, you're not necessarily going to see your, a picture of yourself uh, floating on your wings uh, in the clouds. You're going to feel mass consciousness. You're going to feel the harshness. You're going to feel what it was like to be in the midst of mass con consciousness, shining your light, and then taking it on as your own, taking on the issues of of suffering, the issues of poverty, the issues of just being in a physical body as your own. You start to feel that. You'll start to, you'll start to actually see that, uh, what that was like to take all that on. Then it'll start occurring to you that, yeah, indeed, this really wasn't yours. You didn't come in here into this lifetime with a lot of crap. You cleared so much of it before, and then during the times with Tobias, uh, many of you did that, that uh, almost final type of clearing, but yet you took on 
all the realism, all the attributes of mass consciousness. Why? To say, if you're right in the midst of it and you're really believing it's yours, can that light of yours shine enough to transmute it, to turn all those energies, all that gravity, to turn all those challenges, uh, to bring them to light, and also at the same time bring in dark energy. We'll talk about that for a moment to the new ones. Don't let that scare you. Uh, dark energy is not about like the devil or Satan. Dark energy is simply the antithesis, the opposite of the regular energies of gravity, of time, of space. It's been called or is called dark energy by physicists because they simply don't understand it, but uh, we do understand it, what it is and what it does. So now you're coming to that time where just in that quiet, don't try to figure it out, it'll come to you. The more you try to figure it out, the more in a way you push it away, but it will come to you. You'll start to realize what you did for all that time in mass consciousness, in the other realms. Some of you work closely with uh, the cryon, with the electromagnetic grid. Some of you work closely with the corresponding energies of Gaia in the other realms to help make this whole shift. And it wasn't that you were just focused on just one thing. Many of you uh, did a variety of different things, but it was important to have the human-based consciousness, the, the human factor in all of this work that was done to have Heaven's Cross occur. And you did it. Now you're back home. There's times you might be feeling uh, elated, times you might be feeling thrilled about what you did, other times you might feel depressed and sad and uh, feeling an emptiness, and that's all part of it. And by the way, Calder asked once in a while, why, why didn't we tell you all this up front? Uh, for a number of reasons. One is you asked that we didn't, that we didn't talk about it so you could do the work unimpeded. Uh, without uh, the interference, without the distraction, without getting up in the morning a year ago and saying, oh, I'm off to another day in the realms. I have to put on my wings and go off there and sit in that ugly mass consciousness and try to shine my light. I think that would have interfered with it. You wanted to go in there and feel it so deep and so real. I, I cannot stress that enough of how it was like, <sighs> dipping yourself into a, a tar pit and not just realizing you're in a tar pit, but becoming the tar pit and at the same time trying to hold that light within it. When you're immersed in it, I mean over your head immersed, when you feel like tar, you think like tar, you act like tar, and that's what it was like being a realm worker. If you'd have known exactly what you were doing and re had daily remembrances of it, you may not have done it, or you may have become unbalanced, a very good chance of becoming unbalanced when you did it. So this is what you did. In addition, not just going into mass consciousness, but also dealing with the energy dynamics of the planet, helping to make the adjustments before Heaven's Cross occurred, so that when Heaven's Cross did happen, it wasn't imbalanced. It didn't create an imbalance in, in the physical Earth. It didn't create imbalances in people's minds. 
human mind right now in general is pretty unbalanced. It's, it's on shaky grounds. Uh, and to have something overwhelming uh, happen as a result of Heaven's Cross uh, could have set half the world or more into a state of imbalance. What happened with Heaven's Cross was graceful. It was smooth. It was easy. Uh, there are some beautiful lights in the sky at night, but beyond that, uh, not so much more. And that's because right now it's settling in. It's settling in at these deep levels. I would say it's about a three-month process. So that would put us at um, oh, about third week of June. But don't mark it on your calendar. It's different for everybody. But in general, you'll start to notice it. So many of the things that we're talking about right now are things that have been in the works for a long, long time. It hasn't just happened recently. The realm work didn't just start a year ago. It started uh, 50, 60 years ago. The, the true, the real serious realm work. And then it intensified a course over the past uh, five, ten years. It was so important to the planet, and again, I, uh, Calder will um, accuse me sometimes of being grandiose, uh, but uh, I'm simply telling you what it is. Uh, first of all, those of us in the Crimson Council, uh, those of us in the former Order of the Ark, didn't know what was going to happen. And we, had, we had our measurements or our calculations, but it wasn't like we knew everything that was going to happen. Uh, because the humans can change it at any time. It was never been done before. Therefore, we could look at how the course of things were going, but we couldn't say for sure that exactly these things are happening. We know now that it was done very gracefully. We know now that as the realm workers come back, they come back home, that there's a variety of different feelings, relief and sadness. A feeling of impatience and annoyance, but yet a feeling of great uh, accomplishment. I did something, but uh, then so many of you feeling, you feel it, I did something, but then you try to figure it out in your mind, what was it? Uh, and then you get upset with yourself because you don't have clear recollection of what it was. Just take a deep breath and be calm with that for a bit. You're not going to necessarily get those pictures, but you'll start to feel what it was like and remembering what it was like to be sitting in the center of mass consciousness. The more that you're away from it now in the other realms, the more you're away to be sitting in the center of it, you'll feel that and you'll feel what it's like to start letting that go. You don't have to go back in there anymore. The light has been cast. The potentials are being illuminated for humans. There are others now who will pick up some of the work, but not exactly like what you were doing before, but more others who are energy holders. And that's not you anymore. Uh, you don't want it to be you. You have other things to do in life now, which we'll talk about shortly. But right now is that quiet time. You're not going to see a whole lot happen on the planet. It'll go along pretty much like every day for a little while. In your own life, you're not going to get like huge insights every day. You get you get uh, small enlightenments, one flowing after the other, after the other, and then at some point, that light that 
is truly grounding within you is going to start coming forth into your own life, your own body, your mind. And then you come to that point where you realize that things are definitely different. I, I, I do chuckle with um, Calder at times because he's, he's probably one of the most impatient of all of you. He's saying, what happens now, Adamus? What happens now? And I have to chuckle because looking at tra- the trajectory, looking at where things are going, it's like you're going to be looking back and, and feeling a little embarrassed that uh, you, you were doubting that anything is going to happen, because it does after it's grounded, after this quiet time. Let's take a deep breath together with that. Good deep breath together. Welcome home, realm workers. The adjustment um, is not is not always easy. There's there's a feeling again that you should be doing something, a feeling that you should feel elated and joyful. Uh, right now you're in that transition after all that hard work. So hang up your wings, hang them up. We have a little wing theme going here today. Hang up the wings and take a deep breath and start really uh, letting yourself. Enjoy life. I'd like to talk now about some of the uh, a couple of common attributes of Chambra that play so much into what's going on right now. Three attributes in particular. The first is the attribute of service. One of the common things with Chambra is you tend to be in service to others. If you would really look at the energies of, of Shambra around the world, it's very, very common that you're taking care of others, family members, friends. You're in a type of occupation, healing, therapy work where you're taking care of others. Even if you're not directly involved in a field like that, somehow you're always taking care of others. It's a very, very common attribute. As realm workers, you are taking care of others. It's been your mode of operation, your MO, for so much of this lifetime. And there's a strange feeling. I was talking to Shamba recently, uh, about three months ago, and her mother had died. And she'd been taking care of her mother for so very long, and the mother left. Uh, it was a beautiful release. And there wasn't so much sadness about the mother leaving because it was time. The body and the mind were getting old. and. The Shambra, though, felt a kind of a sadness and a depression afterwards, not about the loss of the mother, because the Shambra continued to talk to the mother even after the dream walk, but just a feeling of, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing now? I've spent so many years taking care of mom. Then a feeling of resentment after that. I wasted my whole life taking care of others. I wasted the last 10, 12 years of my life taking care of my ailing mother. Uh, resentment comes in and it's like, but what about me? Have I wasted my whole life of taking care of others? And so many of you do it. You take care of your children. You take care of the community. You take care of the planet. You take care of the other realms as well. So there's this very ingrained feeling of service. It's also one of the things that gives you the greatest joy. Even though it brings frustration at time, it gives you the greatest joy because, as you know, one of the 
sayings that I have is, only a master can be in service. Everybody else is but a servant. What that means is that as a master, you know you're, you are serving others, but you're not letting them steal your energy. You're not letting them take things away from you. You're in service because you have something to offer. You have light to offer. You have wisdom to offer. There are times for so many Shambra, you think you have more than others. It's not an egotistical thing. You just know you have more balance. You have more light. You have more insight and wisdom. So you're willing to be in service to others. Now, it's easy to get into that trap where you are letting others take advantage of you. And there are times where we've had to have some talks or where Tobias had to talk to you and say, hey, don't do that. You can be in service, but you don't have to let them take from you. It's the old story about uh, teach them how to fish. Don't just give them a, uh, the fish, but teach them how to fish. So it's this very common attribute of being in service. And it's a little challenging right now because that's coming to an end. Working always for others. You've done your job. There could be no greater calling than what all of you have done. Going into that thick, dense, murky mass consciousness into the other realms and immersing yourself in it, what more, what greater service? Even when myself and some of the other Ascended Masters cautioned about doing that, they said, go shine your light kind of from the outside into mass consciousness. Don't go into it because you could get lost, at least for a while. You could get so immersed in it, and it could be so painful for you in so many ways, because you are going to tend to believe it's yours. It's your issue, and it's not. I want to take a moment to ask you to feel into that. It's, these are not your issues. You've been in mystery schools. You've been, so many of you, at the times of Yeshua. You've studied the mystics. You've been around for Atlantis for so many of you. You have risen above those things. You could have come to enlightenment a lifetime or two ago, but yet you said, I'm going to be here in true service to this planet. In true service, I'm going to immerse into it. Can you stop for a moment, feel into it, and realize these things were not yours? Even though you took them on as yours, these things are not yours. You don't necessarily get any extra points for taking it on, but it did have a huge impact. I guess the extra points are in your own feeling of satisfaction, knowing that you did this, knowing it was, I don't want to say it was a sacrifice, it was a great service. And yes, there were sacrifices, there were eventually sufferings for yourself, and always feeling you had to work on something. Have you ever thought about this? Most other humans don't always think they have to work on something uh, with themselves. They just go through the day kind of getting through it, but they're not what I would call almost obsessed with always working on things. You were, because there was always something to work on, always something in mass consciousness, always issues that you then would take on as your own, and then, as difficult as it was at times, Try to put your own light into it, while pretending that it's yours, but ultimately being in service to others. Your time 
with that service, your time as a realm worker, as even an earth worker, can come to an end now. Hang up your wings, please. Hang up your wings. What you did was highly successful. You'll be seeing the results of it, but right now, take off your wings and stop wondering if you did something wrong. Stop wondering if there was any effect of your work. This is something we've been working on for ages and ages, and it's finally here. Enjoy this quiet time. Once things amp up, there's no more work to do. It's simply whether or not humanity or individuals are going to pick up on that light that you shined, on the adjustments that you did from the other realms, on the work that you've done here on the planet. Now it's all up to them. It's up to those who are working with technology right now, whether, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's the medical community, are they going to allow themselves to perceive that light that has been planted there, that Christed light that is now available within mass consciousness? Are they going to use it for their inventions, for their breakthroughs, for uh, uh, new ways on the planet that will bring much more equity, much more justice? It's up to them. There's really actually nothing more you can do. Uh, you can write some books, maybe. You could, you could talk about uh, the, the uh, conf- true confessions of a realm worker, uh, what you were doing in the other realms. But as far as real work now, as far as constantly having to be vigilant about bringing your consciousness, your light, into those realms and this, it's, it's over with. And that's good. And you are honored for your service. So that's the number one point uh, about Chambra, kind of one of those very common attributes, constantly in service to others. Now's the time to let that go. It actually isn't going to get you any further, or isn't going to get the planet any further, or humanity any further, if you keep trying to, trying to work at it. Now, continue to let your light shine, of course, but now enjoy your life. The second attribute that is really relevant right now. So many of you wanted to be seen and heard, in a way, but you weren't. You wanted. You felt so unseen and unheard. Uh, I mean, just even practical examples. You go into a, a restaurant, and uh, the what do you call them these days? Waiters. Uh, I called them garçon. Uh, the waiters, the the attendants, whatever you call them, servers. Calder is telling telling me I can't keep up with all these changes. Uh, the servers don't even see you. They see everybody else. Everybody else gets their order taken, their food delivered, their their checks given. And nobody's even seen you. It's been a long time of being unseen and unheard, and it makes it very difficult where you have such innate wisdom. You have so much to share. Uh, You have stories to share, if nothing else, but you have great wisdom. You have great comfort to share with others. But it was almost like they didn't see or hear you. It was a little different at Chamber Gatherings when you got together because you were with kindred spirits, so you could talk openly. But out amongst the others, such a feeling of frustration, don't they see or hear me? 
And then also the feeling that came over, even when you thought of really speaking up, really trying to get their attention, lay low, lay low. Part of it's because of past lives where you're persecuted for standing out. Uh, whatever it was, religious or spiritual views, views about science, views about um, magic, and you were persecuted, so you learned to lay low. But partly is that you knew energetically that if you suddenly started speaking out, uh, sharing your deep inner truths, that it would take so much energy whether it was uh, in a, writing a book or doing a website or uh, doing sp uh, public speaking or whatever it happened to be, channeling anything, that it would take a tremendous amount of energy. And your first call to service was in the other realms as a realm worker. So you avoided being seen and being heard. That's sad. That's tough, especially when you know inside that there's so much goodness in you. When, you're, when your absolute love of yourself and others, so much goodness to be shared, oftentimes even your partners, your mates, your lovers, they saw you as the human, but they didn't see you for who you really are, that angelic being with wings. And that was sad. That was difficult. Or your children. And oftentimes when you try to talk to friends even, about what you know and what you feel, they didn't see you. They didn't want to see you in that regard. They didn't want to see you like that. They scoffed at it. They ran off. They uh, disengaged from you, but they didn't want to see it. They just wanted to see the human, and not even so much of that. So this whole thing that Chambra has gone through for so very long, not being seen and heard, it's good news. It's tough news at the same time. Now comes the time when you can be, if you choose. Many of you will choose not to be. You'll choose to use to live relatively quiet lives. So many of you have found great solace of being in nature. So many of you moving into nature right now, or close to it, where you have open access, finding that the very cities that you've been living in are just constant reminders of the density of mass consciousness that you put up with in the other realms for so very long. The mass consciousness is in the other realms, literally, but it manifests here buildings, miles after miles of buildings and streets and smog and noise and other people. And you're finding right now the need to want to go off, away from all that, away from that constant heaviness of mass consciousness that you find in the cities. Now is a good time. Now is a good time if you've been thinking about moving out where you have a little bit more free space, cleaner air, less people. I'd say less people is probably the biggest factor of all. Now is a good time to do that. Just to free yourself from those old connections of being in that midst of mass consciousness. It's difficult when at some level within you, you recognize your talents and your capabilities. You know you've had so many lifetimes of really developing the metaphysics for the planet, and then you come into this lifetime and you're not seen and not heard. But 
That was only because the rest of the planet wasn't ready. And I'm not trying to stroke anybody's ego other than my own, but I'm not trying to make you feel good. I'm giving you what I know to be true. The rest of the planet was not ready for what you have to offer. They really weren't. Even now, it's much, it is ready or readier, but there are still many, many people who are not ready for it, and that's fine. We're not trying to push anything. We're not trying to sell anything. There's nothing to sign up for. But there are many now who are ready. They're hurting. They're looking for real answers. They don't want answers from yet some sort of um, church organization or some uh, psychiatric or psychological uh, modalities. They want real answers. And they want them from real people. They don't even necessarily want them from Ascended Masters, even from the president of the Ascended Masters Club. They want to hear it from you, from real people who've gone through it, who don't talk in cliches, who talk in and from the heart. There are people now that are ready to see you. The question is, are you ready to be seen? You don't have to. You did your work. You don't have to. But Perhaps, perhaps now you feel like getting some of that out, whether it's in a book, whether it's uh, I have to refer to Calder here, or internet blogs, or movies, or songs, or writings, or whatever it happens to be. Maybe it's just sitting down and talking with people you encounter at a restaurant or a cafe, on the beach, or on the hiking trails. But now you can come out. Now you can come out because. You're not going to be depleting your energy because the other work is done. Now you can come out because the planet is much, much more ready to hear what you have to say. You don't have to attribute it to Crimson Circle, to me, to anybody. Speak from your heart because as much of what we've talked about over the years, you may say, comes from me or Tobias or Kuthumi, but it's really all from you from all of Chambra. You're the ones that have put all this together. We're simply kind of helping to balance it out and then deliver it back to you. Speak to them from your heart. The real question is now, do you want to be seen? You have so much more wisdom than ever before, and you realize the, the pitfalls in being, let's say, a type of celebrity. Many of you are just already shaking your head, no, that's not for me. I want to live a nice, quiet life. I want to reflect on the work that I did. I want to reflect on how we created the beginning of the apocalypse. I want to be in nature, maybe have a few dogs or cats or turtles. But no, getting into the limelight for many of you is not going to be what you want. The point in all this, I want to make it very, very clear. You are seen and heard, and you always have been, by those of us on the other side, those of us in the Crimson Council, by the Ascended Masters. I, I joke about uh, the Ascended Masters being envious of uh, my group, Shambra, about uh, giving me a hard time about it. And part of, it's a, part of it's a story, part of it is actually very true, because they look at the work that you've done, and they are impressed. They're also impressed by the work I do, but they're very impressed by what you've done. 
They see you. They hear you. Some of the, the great, great Ascended Masters actually know who you are. They know who you are as a human. They know who you are as a uh, multidimensional being. They know the work that you did. And so many of them, when they saw you in this lifetime become a realm worker and go into the thick of mass consciousness and take it on as your own, they could hardly believe it. They have great honor for you. You are seen. And one day, when the day comes when you have your ascension from this planet, you go off into your own sovereign domain, but yet you can be buddies with the other ascended masters. You're going to be surprised when you walk in into the room, the metaphorical room of the ascended masters club, and when now uh, well over eleven thousand ascended masters stand up and honor you. They'll know your name. They'll know what you did. They'll honor you for the work because. They have seen and heard you. You're not invisible, at least in the other realms. So that's the second attribute, common attribute of Shambra, not feeling like you're seen and heard. And it's very difficult when you have so much to offer, very, very difficult. You want to scream at times. And you think about being seen and heard, and the other part of you is like, no, you don't want that, at least not right now. But I want to reassure you, you are seen and heard. And now, if, if you want, you want to write that book, you want to put yourself out there, they're ready. Third attribute that I want to discuss today third attribute. This is a difficult one. This is one that has driven many intelligent and talented humans crazy, or to drink, or both. It is a knowing that you know, but you don't know how you know. The knowingness that you've had for so very long that there is more than what you perceive with your human senses and think with your human mind. The knowingness that there is more there, but you don't know how. That is perhaps the most difficult of all these attributes. You've known since a very young age that there was more. There was. You knew it was so obvious to you there's more to life than this. And it wasn't just about an afterlife as the church has taught that you go off to heaven. You're like, no, that that doesn't even sound right. You just you go from here and you're either judged one way or the other and you go to heaven or hell where you spend the rest of eternity. No. You've known that. But how do you prove it? What tangible proof do you have? When you'd open your mouth and start talking to others about this, say, well, prove it. You know, it's not it's not scientific fact. It couldn't be true. Science is beautiful, but science is only a way of explaining reality as it's currently believed. Science is only a way of dissecting what your creation created, but it's not the end all. There is something beyond science. It's the next thing that's going to be created. Science couldn't possibly understand because it hasn't been created. They haven't dissected it yet. You had a knowingness that there is something else, and it could drive a person like you crazy, not being able to define it. 
you've searched uh, in books and you searched uh, now the internet trying to find what this other thing is. You've talked to other people, most of them have no clue what you're talking about. The knowingness that there was so much more out there. But yet the mind had you in a trap. Mass consciousness had you in a trap. I said, no, this is all there is right here, except for when you die, there's heaven or hell. But this is it. And you knew that there were physics that went far beyond anything that they were talking about on the planet. But then, then as Shambhara is so good at doing, saying, who am I to assume such physics actually exist? Somebody else would have come up with it. It would be in a book somewhere. Somebody else would be on the lecture circuit talking about it. So I must be making all this up. I must be delusional, daydreaming. I must be dissatisfied with my regular human life, and therefore I make this stuff up. You did not. You knew it, but you didn't know how to explain it. You didn't know how to break through the barriers, that gravitational force that holds things on this planet, that gravitational force that takes one like you who tries to go beyond into the other realms and slams them right back here with a note pinned to your shirt saying, don't try that again. Conform. Be in life. Be happy with it. Don't try going out there. There's nothing there. That's difficult, knowing that there is something out there. Knowing that what's out there is perhaps not just an extension of here, of what's on the planet, but so very different in every way, different physics, different dynamics. Knowing that the real you, your soul, was out there but not knowing the phone number, not knowing the directions, not knowing how to get there. That perhaps was one of the very most difficult things of all. Now that the realms are opening, you can be so bold and so daring now as to go out there. What you perceive out there doesn't necessarily just come in with the human senses and through the human mind. What you perceive comes in a different way. It's sensory. It's not intellectual. It's sensory. You may not be able to define it right away, but eventually you will. But now you can be so bold as to know that there is more. Don't worry about trying to describe it yet. It's all about experiencing it. It's all about feeling it. This very thing we're talking about, going beyond the limitations of human consciousness, human education, and human thought, is the very thing that drove some of the greats very crazy over time. Pythagoras, Kathumi, knew that there was so much more. He played with it mathematically, but he knew that there was mathematics even beyond this realm. And it drove him crazy after a while because he couldn't either he couldn't get out there to get it, or he couldn't bring it back with him. This veil, this wall, this barrier was far too strong, and it started to drive him crazy because he knew it was there. He knew it. But then when he'd do his regular calculations and when he'd talk to others, it all made him sound like he was crazy. He was a dreamer. 
that there wasn't anything else out there. Life is just mathematics or science or whatever. Knowing all this time that there was so much more, knowing that there was something else out there, it's being trapped inside a building with no windows and no doors, but absolutely having a deep internal memory that there's something else out there. No matter what everybody inside the building said, no, there's nothing out there. Why, why would there be anything there? It's all right here. It's you know, right in this building, nothing out there. And you knew. You knew the building couldn't exist unless there was something else out there, that this reality could not be if there wasn't something else. It's driven others crazy, the, the likes of uh, Lord Byron, of uh, Van Gogh, of Michelangelo. Now they used art uh, and expression as a way of trying to understand it, but also when they went out there, they get slammed back. Caused many of them to go crazy. Benjamin Franklin, uh, the, the American statesman and uh, brilliant inventor, knew that there was so, so much more out there. Now he had to maintain his uh, appearance of dignity as a statesman. He had to conform as not to uh, be judged by the very strong religious community that was around. So he pretended, but he knew there was more. And it eventually really started taking a toll on his mind, on his mental balance. He started doing very, very strange things, uh, especially later in his life, which I don't want to go into here. But it's taken its toll on many of the greats in the past, just knowing there's a lot more out there and not being able to access it. Uh, sometimes in the nocturnal state, in your dream state at night, you go out there because you're non-mental for the most part. You go out there uh, non-physical, but then you can't bring it back in. The mind misinterprets it. it. It creates all these strange symbols for dreams. The information gets garbled and jumbled up, and it's frustrating because so often you know that there was something going on, but you have these weird dream remembrances that make no sense, and you finally just write it off. It's the nonsense of the mind. It's because you ate a uh, pizza last night before dinner. First of all, there's many, many levels of dream state, not just one, some more closely associated to your everyday human life, but you do go out into dream states at night. It's been a matter of can you bring it back in? And when you can't, and when you know that there's something else, advanced metaphysics, but you can't bring them in, that will drive one crazy. And it's happened to many, many, many of the talented, wise, brilliant ones over the ages. Nikolai Tesla, yes, somebody just called out the name. Absolutely, Nikolai Tesla was a master at understanding that there was more. There were other realms, and he sought to experience them. He sought to. He went out there for his inventions. He could feel what it was like uh, with with working with pure light, and then eventually bringing it into the electric spectrum. He knew, but yet doing it here in this realm under the circumstances with the equipment that he had wasn't able to do it. It drove him mad. It drove him very mad. 
So, dear Shambhara, that's another one of the attributes that you've had to put up with for so very long. Now that comes to an end. Now you are free to feel into those other realms. But I use the word feeling very specifically. It's sensory. It's not intellectual. You're not going to get some highly advanced, uh, let's say, mathematical concept right away. You're not going to see. Uh, you're not going to go out and walk amongst inventions that are just waiting to be brought here. It's a sensory experience that eventually is translated into thoughts and eventually translated into the 3D. Oh, and but it's not a material thing. It's simply a, a metaphysics. Uh, you are free now to explore that without having to think you're crazy, without having to say to yourself, well, nobody else has come up with it, so who am I? Well, who are you? You're an amazing being of light. Now's the time to start imagining without the restrictions of that veil, to start going into the other realms and having these things come back with ease and grace as a sensory experience, but eventually to be able to define it and describe it. Those three attributes are so strong right now, playing such a, a, a part of your re-entry back here in the planet if you are a realm worker, if you were one of the earth workers into your whole understanding of what can happen now. Service. Service. No longer you've done it. You've got your diploma. You've got your, your acknowledgement. Not being seen. That can change now if you want it to be, but know always that you have been seen by the ones in the other side. And then that thing, knowing that there's more, but not knowing how to understand it, that changes. Let yourself be very bold right now. No holding back, no, uh, no mental restrictions. In you do know more now. Let yourself feel it and experience it. Let yourself know it as a truth rather than a concept. Let yourself understand that you're not crazy. You haven't been by thinking that there's more out there. Those are the three big attributes right now. I know we're going to move beyond any of those limitations. But right now is the quiet time. Right now is the time to take a deep breath and feel into what you've been doing. Feel into a light that now is planted and is germinating on the planet, a light that has the ability to make incredible changes for humanity, but it's up to them, not up to you. It's not up to you anymore. Please. The light is there. You did what you said you would do. Now it's up to them. I want to talk for just a moment, too, about dark energies. It's the word that a current physicist gives to, uh, to the other side of what you would call the gravitational time-space forces on the planet. Dark energies don't mean dark as in bad. Dark simply means it's the reverse. So for all the gravitational forces that hold everything into this planet, there is a dark energy, a reverse force, that causes the universe to expand. Otherwise, you see, if it wasn't for that reverse uh, gravity, 
well, everything would collapse because gravity is such a strong and uh, motivating feature for for the cosmos. But there's always the opposite. There's always the ungravity, what they call the dark energies. Those dark energies right now are becoming very available. It's going to be on a personal level first. Don't think of just the whole planet starting to expand or uh, the whole cosmos, but within yourself, the dark energies that are the counter to regular gravity are starting to come to play. Now, what happens here is a very unique uh, thing we'll be talking more about, particularly in Kihak, is that <coughs> you've had the gravitational forces holding your reality into place, holding the illusion of reality. It's been good uh, because it's gotten you to be able to experience this planet, th- these physics. Now, the dark energies that have always been there now start to come forth. They've been freed up. So, as a person, as a being on this planet, now you've got to balance the ability to hold things in and the ability to expand and let loose. They start working with each other in harmony. It's part of the work that the realm workers did how to stabilize things in harmony and in grace so they're not uh, conflicting with each other, or beating at each other. They're not, they are not duality factors. The dark energies and the regular gravitational forces uh, are not duality forces anymore. That's a very, very important point. They work in harmony together. That's the result of the work that the realm workers did, so that we didn't have two competing energies, one trying to hold in, one trying to let go. Now you can have all of that. Things expand and open up, no longer restricted by the gravitational forces, yet the reality that you're choosing for yourself, it stays intact. It stays together. It's not like floating all over the place, which is what would happen without that gravitational force. Now you have them working together. It's the beginning of what we're, we've talked about for a long, long time, new energy on the planet. It's the beginning of that. When you have two what would have been opposing forces, very strong forces, working together in harmony to the point where eventually there is no difference between the gravity that holds in and the dark energies that expand. They're now together. It's somewhat difficult for the human mind to comprehend because uh, you, you can't quite see how, how they could no longer be, how there's no longer dark energy and regular gravity. But it's the same with uh, the masculine feminine energies. Suddenly, you don't have the need for the duality. Uh, suddenly, there is no longer any masculine or feminine. Uh, suddenly, that word, word goes out of vocabulary. So, Little, let's take a good deep breath here for a moment. Just we had a camera operator fall over. Good deep breath. Bring our light and our energies right here. Good deep breath. Good deep breath. This is a great time to feel into your light.
Everything's okay on the set. Just the energy is getting a little thick in here. That might be for you as the listeners also. Just take a good deep breath. Okay. Just so everybody viewing uh, understands, it's just energies here in this room are particularly thick on this day. I think everybody here would agree. I just kind of overwhelmed one of the camera operators. You understand that they're very focused on their work, very, very focused, feeling into everything, having to anticipate me getting up. And well, she just kind of got really deep into the energies. Okay. Good. All right. Good. Wow. That's the effect that it has. Where were we? Oh, talking about dark energies and expanding and, and eventually no duality. We're, we're leading towards this whole thing of new energy. I don't want to get way too far off on that, but that's where, that's where consciousness and energy come together. But I'm getting far ahead of myself. So the dark energies, they're now becoming available, meaning it's expansional. It opens up as well as holding everything together. And that's what happens in your life right now. So good. Let's take a deep breath with that. Everything's okay here, by the way. Everything's good. Okay, good deep breath. Now, I'd like to go into the Marab at this time. Marab's especially designed for, for all of you today. We've talked about a lot. Obviously, the energy has been a little thick. Let's put on the music now. Let's put on the music as we go into our Marab, a very special one for each and every one of you. You have spent not just this lifetime, but many lifetimes in service. Service to humanity. And that service, it's not about crawling on your hands and knees and suffering. I mean, this has been pure service of just being there to bring your light. You agreed a long time ago to bring your light to this planet, to bring consciousness. And you've done that. Now it's time to take care of yourself. And some of you are going to resist this. You're not used to it. It hasn't been the way you've lived your life, but I'm going to insist on it. Being selfful, taking care of you. For some of you, it goes against the grain. I have to take care of the others. No, actually, you don't. You're doing more of a service to them now of not taking care of them and taking care of yourself. The time of you caring for everybody else, it's, it's come to an end. You've done everything you can, anything beyond now. Anything beyond is, well, it's just you being damn stubborn or perhaps obsessive. They have everything that they need, they being your family, your friends, humanity. They have everything they need now in the light that's been brought to this planet and been in the other realms, everything. It's almost a disservice now 
now if you continue to try to take care of everybody. It's not being compassionate. It's not letting them find their way now. It's time to take care of you. And it goes against the grain for so many of you. And I can already feel the resistance. It goes against the grain. You're not used to it. You're so used to the daily details of taking care of everybody else, your dogs, your, your children, your spouses, your families, your communities. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to do. No, the service that you did was beautiful, but you forgot about you. You forgot about you. There's nothing, nothing wrong or bad of taking care of yourself, of actually loving yourself, putting yourself as number one. You've had lifetimes of indoctrination of churches and organizations and such that you have to take care of everybody else. But no, I'm going to insist that you take care of you. Your body is going through a lot right now with the integration of all this light. Your mind is making a big changeover and how it perceives reality, how it thinks, how it, <laughs> how you are becoming a sensual being, not just an intellectual being. All the changes, and you've got to take care of you. Some of you I know are going through body aches and pains, and some of this is due to just the integration of the light, but some of it's because you're not taking care of you. What does that look like? taking care of your body, getting the rest you need, getting body work done, massages, uh, doing the things you like to do, uh, whether it's sports, whether it's taking a drive in a car, but you never seem to find the time for that. You're always taking care of others. It's wearing you down. And more than anything, it's not going to let you truly appreciate the beauty of the work that you've done bringing in the light. This word, selfish, oh, you're selfish. Let's just throw that out of vocabulary. There, there really is no such thing as being selfish. And, and I use the word self-full, being, being full with yourself, taking the time alone when you need it. Stop having to attend to and care for everybody else. You've done that. Any more is not going to do any more good. Any more service is not actually not going to help. Caldra's fact-checking me here and yelling and screaming at me. No, it doesn't. If you're doing it because you, you think you're obliged to do it, if you're thinking that it's just part of your emotional tax, emotional tax, that this is the tax you have to pay, taking care of others because you're a human living on the planet. And no, no, you've done that. You've been doing that at levels that are incomprehensible to most other humans and even to angelic beings. I want you to take care of yourself now without feeling guilty about it, without feeling you have to Take care of everybody else first. Take care of you. 
attend to your emotional needs, your physical needs, your intellectual needs. Attend to your needs of love. Attend to your needs of pleasure. Whatever it happens to be, but I insist on it. Why? Calder is asking me, what right do I have to insist? Well, I'm, I'm by the right of me being Saint Germain. Because I truly love and care for each and every one of you. I know what you've done. You are seen and heard by me. And I know now that you need to take care of you. You can go on and on and on and doing this whole service thing to humanity and everything else. It won't make a bit of difference because the real work is already done. Now sit back and watch. Watch how this work that you've done has an effect on the planet. You get out there and you can, whatever it has, if you want to volunteer every day to help others, it's actually not going to do any more good than what you've already done. That's my point. I would actually call it almost obsessive, neurotic, that you think you have to keep helping others. Now it's time for you. And it's time to begin to realize what you've been doing, what you've accomplished. It's, I want you to watch the light dance in your life and all over the planet. You can't if you're obsessed with always taking care of others. I want you to watch how this light dances on the planet and starts to make a difference. Isn't that the greatest form of satisfaction? Seeing the results of the work that you've done. That's it. More satisfying than learning a new language, more satisfying than uh, creating an invention of some sorts. But to be able to now observe how the light dances, sit back and relax and not feel that you have to keep getting out there and helping everybody else. You're a master. You are a master. And it's time right now for you to offer yourself a masterly life. Not selfish. You're not taking energy from anybody else. You're not depriving anybody else. You're simply finally giving to yourself. Let's take a good deep breath into this marab of selfulness. I'll challenge you. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to receive your own light? Are you ready to acknowledge the work that you've been doing, whether it's here on Earth or in the other realms? Are you ready to be a true master and let energy serve you without feeling that you need to earn it by always serving others? This doesn't mean you have to abandon your children or your favorite pet or your family. It simply means that you're taking care of yourself. And quite logically, 
You can't really take care of others until you take care of yourself. It's pretty logical. If you're sick, if you're tired, how are you going to even help them? The greatest help you can give them right now is letting them realize that they have the same light, have the same abilities and potentials as you have. That's what really would help them. What a great time to let that old ingrained, that old oath of service go. It doesn't make you a bad person at all. If you could only see what you have actually done, that thought would never cross your mind. Well, I need to keep doing for things for others to be a good person. You've already done it. Now sit back and observe. So can I challenge each and every one of you? Are, are you ready to be selfful? Oh, it doesn't mean you're going to throw everybody to the curb. It just means you're going to wake up in the morning and take care of you. Your needs, your desires. Your body and your mind. It doesn't gonna mean that you're gonna, you know, forget to pack their lunch or take care of getting them to the doctor. It's not about that. It's about kind of an energetic priority coming back to yourself. You'd ask the same of them or others that you love and care for, take care of you. Now do it for yourself. You, you ultimately cannot make another person happy or sad. You cannot rescue them. You, ultimately, you just can't. Could shine a light that helps them see the potentials, but you really can't do it for them anyway. Let's take a good deep breath. Feeling the light of self, the very light that you've shined for others for so very long, and feeling it in yourself right now. And letting it stay there, letting it light within you, letting it resonate within you. Again, this isn't about being selfish or about you're the most important thing in the world, which you are, by the way, but. This is about putting things back into a proper perspective after so very long of your light service, taking care of you. This is where you hang up the wings. This is whether you sit back in the in the chair, maybe feeling tired and exhausted, but hopefully with a sense of deep satisfaction. Saying now, these 
final days, years, decades are, are for me. I love other people. I'll never <laughs> try to steal their energy, but I got to do something for me now. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself. And I know from personal experience, my last lifetime as Saint Germain, I had worked, I had enjoyed my work, but I worked very hard. To bring a new energy of freedom to the planet. But then there came a time where I said, I've done all I can do. It's up to humans now. And I spent the last years of my life by myself with my favorite dogs, writing some books, doing a little time traveling, but more than anything, just being with me. You deserve that, but more than just a few short years. You absolutely deserve it. And I insist on it. Let's take a good deep breath together into selfulness. With that, dear friends, constant reminder that all is well in all of creation. With that, I am Adamus of St. Germain. Thank you. And so it is. So with that, let yourself be with that breath, that breath of life, really feeling into this beautiful message, this Marab from Adamus. Breathe it in. Feel it for you. Just breathe and flow, always in that space of allowing. Take that good deep breath, good deep breath. Feel it within you. Let it flow within and out. Thank you for being a part of this Shout 8 of the Alt series. Take care of you. And we'll be back sometime soon. Thank you. Life is short, but the days and nights are long. Time will heal all these wounds Someday soon I'll be rising, I'll be strong
ice colds creeping in through my bones, whispering it's here to stay. Life is short, 